You're listening to the Hui Kala Baptist Church Podcast coming to you from the heart of Honolulu. Hui Kala is a committed family of faith that loves Jesus and loves one another. Grab your Bible and prepare for preaching. From the All right, turn your Bibles, if you would, to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Um, I've been sick earlier this week, so if I sound funny or if I cough, I do apologize in advance. Um, but we'll be looking at Luke chapter 2 tonight and uh, taking a look at the greatest Christmas gift ever. Um, so it's crazy. It is uh, only 16 days left till Christmas, um, and uh, that's like two weeks. So I'm sure all the kids in here are excited um, for that. Um, but I, um, I was uh, looking through some pictures the other day, and I saw this picture, and uh, it made me laugh. Um, but it's uh, the story of Joseph uh, finding a, a room, and he says, no rooms. Uh, dude, she's about to give birth to humanity's savior. And the innkeeper replies, sorry, we get really busy around Christmas time. To which Joseph replies, around what time? Uh, and so I uh, kind of got a kick out of that. Um, but it is, uh, it is crazy how fast uh, this year has gone by. Uh, only a few uh, few weeks till Christmas, uh, but definitely an, an exciting time, uh, a busy time for sure. Uh, I know a lot of fellowships are going on. We have a ladies' fellowship uh, for the singles ministry. We have a, a, a fellowship we're doing, a uh, home fellowship, um, and uh, stuff like that. I'm sure you guys uh, have a family thing that you're doing or a, a work uh, party that you might be a part of or something like that, uh, but Christmas time is definitely a busy time, uh, but we never want to forget the real reason uh, for Christmas, and that's Jesus, uh, and so Luke chapter 2 is where we'll find ourselves tonight. Uh, Notice, uh, if you would, in verse 8, and uh, we'll start there. Uh, The Bible says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Uh, when I think of Christmas, sometimes we might think of, you know, a, a Christmas gift that we got or a tradition that we might have and stuff like that. Uh, and as I began to study for this message, I thought to myself, you know, aside from Jesus, what is the greatest Christmas gift that I've ever gotten? And probably you're reflecting back, you know, maybe it was something you got last year or uh, maybe something you got as a childhood uh, or in your childhood. And for me, there was a distinct gift that I had wanted when I was seven years old, and it was a bike. Uh, I, I didn't have a bike at that time. Uh, we had just moved here to Hawaii, uh, and I didn't own a bike, and I wanted a bike so bad. Um, I had asked my parents for a bike, and for whatever reason, I didn't get one yet. Um, but I, I wanted a bike for my birthday. I wanted a bike for any chance that I could get a gift. Uh, I wanted a bike. And so Christmas season was around the time, and I remember begging for a bike and asking for a bike. Uh, had I known, I could have prayed and fasted. I probably would have prayed and fasted for a bike. Um, but I wanted a bike so bad. Um, another story for another time, I actually get in trouble uh, because of a bike uh, one time. And so um, I wanted a bike so, so bad. Um, I, I wrote letters to Santa. I asked my parents. I talked to my grandparents, anybody that I could uh, that could give me a bike. Uh, I wanted a bike. And um, 
sure enough, Christmas time comes, and uh, it's Christmas morning, and I wake up, and I'm so excited. You know, today's the day. I'm going to get a bike. This is what I've been expecting, uh, you know, because anytime you write a letter to Santa or you ask your parents for something, you get it, because that's how Christmas works. Um, and so uh, I had, I had, uh, I had uh, wanted this bike so bad, it didn't matter what it was. If it had two wheels and I could ride it, I would have been happy. Um, and so I wake up, I go into the living room, and, you know, all the lights are off, but the tree is right there glistening, and I'm so excited. I'm looking at all the gifts and trying to figure out, uh, you know, uh, what all is there, and, and I'm like, oh, this is a big one, or okay, there's some small ones there, you know, I didn't see those before, and, you know, I'm looking around the tree and stuff like that, and there it is. Two big wheels, a nice yellow frame, that's my bike, and I knew it was my bike because it's it's right there, it's a bike, you know, it's, there's there's no one else that wanted a bike except for me, so it's got to be my bike, um, uh, and so uh, I knew that this was my bike, and, and had I had the opportunity, I probably would have ridden it in the living room right there, uh, but I had to wait, and so I woke my parents up, and uh, they got up, and we opened the gifts and stuff like that, and the first chance I could, I was out there on the street uh, riding that bike, and I rode that bike as, as much as I could uh, every single day after school. Um, anytime that I was home, even in the rain, I, I, I rode that bike. Um, I fell off that bike many times. Um, I probably still have scars uh, showing that I fell. Um, but I loved that bike so much, um, and uh, one day I had uh, parked it in the driveway. I ran inside to use the bathroom, came back out, and the bike was gone. It got stolen. So that was not exciting at all. Uh, luckily, my parents helped uh, replace the bike for me. Um, but to me, that bike was the greatest Christmas gift uh, I had ever received. You know, at that point, that seven years of my life, uh, that bike was the best thing uh, to happen to me. But as we know, in reality, Jesus is the greatest gift. Um, first of all, we know, understand that this is a gift that brings great joy. Uh, just as that Christmas morning, I woke up and I saw that bike and I was just full of joy and I was so happy and I couldn't wait to ride that bike, uh, Jesus provides that joy on an uh, exponential level there. Uh, we see the angels here talking to the shepherds in verse 10. Uh, they say, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Uh, in Matthew chapter 2, a parallel passage of uh, the story of Christ's birth, we see it says in verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And so Jesus Christ is a gift that brings great joy. Um, first of all, the gift giver uh, we have to consider, and that, that would be God, uh, the one who provided this gift of Christ to us. Uh, we've often been told or even heard the phrase, it's better to give than to receive. And it's certainly true. When you give a gift to somebody, uh, you feel joyful in giving that gift. You know, usually we give a gift to those we love or those we care about, and we have that great joy when we're able to give a gift to somebody, to see their face light up, to see them excited uh, for whatever it is that we're presenting to them. But we get to see a small glimpse of how God felt when he gave us Jesus Christ, uh, that love that he had, that joy that he had. Uh, but we know that God has joy uh, as the gift giver, we see in Luke 15, 7, uh, the Bible says, I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking here, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth uh, more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. In other words, when one person is saved, even one person, when they accept Christ as their Savior, when they accept uh, the gift of Jesus Christ, there's joy in heaven. Uh, that joy certainly can be found uh, in God there. But not only is uh, joy uh, in the gift giver, but there's joy in the receiver. Uh, I don't know if I have to belabor that point. You know, whenever we get gifts, we're definitely joyful. Um, but we think of the song, Joy to the World. You know, joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Uh, 
because Christ has come, because the King is here, um, we are joyful. The world is full of joy. Um, it, it reminded me of a passage in uh, Acts, uh, Acts chapter 8. We find Peter going to a city to preach Christ. And he goes, he preaches Christ. He's uh, able to be used uh, by God and uh, through the Holy Spirit's power to, to have uh, miracles done, to have signs and, and wonders and stuff like that done. Uh, but most importantly, there to preach Christ and the resurrected Christ. And we see in Acts 8.8, 8, it says, and there was great joy in that city. Uh, there wasn't joy because, you know, a lame man got to walk or a sick woman was made whole. There was joy because Christ was brought to that city, because Christ uh, was accepted there. And we see that this is a gift that brings joy. But not only that, notice with me, if you would, the end of verse 10. Uh, the angels say, I bring, a, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. This is a gift for everybody. It's a gift for all people. Many of you probably still have Christmas shopping to do. I know I'm one of those. Um, don't forget there's 16 days left. So you have 16 days uh, for Christmas shopping. Um, but sometimes there's people in our life uh, that are hard to buy for. How many of you guys have someone in your life? It's hard to get them gifts, okay? How many of you are that, that person that's hard to buy for? Okay, yeah. Um, Pastor is one of those people. It's hard to get him gifts. Um, last week he had said in his message, you know, if he wants something, what does he do? He goes out and buys it, you know? So it eliminates the opportunity for us to get him something. Um, but he's difficult to shop for. You know, I'll be in the store and I'll go, oh, you know, I, these are several things I know my mom would like or I know one of my siblings would like. You know, I have some options and some choices based on what I know they like or what they might need. Um, but pastor is a hard one to buy for. Um, but sometimes I have to ask him, you know, what is it that you want? Or, or maybe even we have to ask people, you know, what is it that you need? You know, and we think that it might be better to give a gift that someone might need, you know, uh, whatever it might be. But God knows our needs. Uh, and it, I'm thankful for that because uh, if we needed a uh, uh, physician, you know, God would have sent us a doctor. Uh, if we were uneducated and unlearned people, God would have sent us a teacher. Uh, whatever our situation was, God would have uh, appropriated that by sending a specific person. But God knew that we needed salvation, and so he sent us a Savior. And we see that in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Um, we see in this passage that the angel uh, came and presented himself to shepherds. Uh, we see that in verse 8, that they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. We see this in the passage uh, in Luke 2. Uh, in Matthew 2, we see the story of wise men who are approached, who are seeking uh, Jesus. And so you have two different groups of people. You have the shepherds and you have uh, these wise men. Uh, and the shepherds, I don't think anyone grew up wanting to be a shepherd, uh, and if you did, you probably didn't know what a shepherd did. Uh, but shepherds, they have to watch sheep. They have to watch these dirty, stinky animals who don't listen to them, who want to do their own thing, uh, you know, and there's hundreds of them sometimes, and they have to take care of these animals. You know, being a shepherd wouldn't have been a glamorous job. Um, usually, uh, the job of a shepherd uh, was left to those who were younger or maybe the elderly, uh, those who weren't able to uh, work in the more uh, harder work or, or the work that uh, needed more labor done, uh, usually given to those who kind of could just stand around and watch sheep. And so we see the shepherds, but we also see um, the wise men here are 
are often referred to as the Magi. Um, some people think that there was three of them because there were three gifts and stuff like that. Uh, we don't know exactly how many there were. The Bible doesn't specify. Uh, some people would even say that these men were kings. And again, the Bible doesn't specify that. Uh, but throughout history, as well as other passages of Scripture, such as Daniel, we see a lot of Magi uh, in relation with royalty, uh, with kings and queens and stuff like that. Uh, and so we see shepherds, people who watched animals, and we see people uh, who were basically had royal association, you know, two different uh, and distinct groups of people, but yet both needed Jesus. Uh, and, and this is a gift that is for all people. Um, Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Uh, we are all in need of salvation. And so that's why God gave us Jesus. He gave us a Savior. 2 Peter 3.9 says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's not God's will that we should perish. It's not God's will that we should be separated from him uh, for all of eternity, but it's God's will, rather, that we would be saved. It's God's will that we would accept this, Christ, uh, this gift um, of Jesus. And we understand that God knows our needs, but we also have to realize that God holds nothing back. Uh, when God says that he'll do something, he's going to do it. Uh, and that's a wonderful thing. Uh, we see John 3.16, a, a common verse that many of us have read or memorized or uh, probably seen uh, out, even outside of a church situation. But it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only son. God put it all on the line. Um, perhaps many of you have a Christmas budget uh, or, or people that you have in mind that you're going to buy Christmas gifts for. Uh, you know, you got to make sure you get a gift for your parents or for the grandparents or for your cousins or your uh, aunts and uncles or your siblings or uh, your kids, uh, right? Because no one wants to wake up and their parents didn't get them any gifts, right, kids? Yeah, okay, so I thought. Um, but, you know, you have a list of people that you're, you, these are the gifts that you're going to get, you know. Every now and then, though, uh, you'll go shopping, you'll get home, you know, you got all the gifts. Uh, you look at your list, man, I did a great job. And then you realize, oh, I forgot somebody. You know, isn't that embarrassing? Oh, man, I forgot to buy a gift for this person. Okay, jump in the car. We're going we're gonna to drive to Long's. So we'll get them a gift card or something like that. You know, we're going to get them a gift real quick, you know. And that person gets shortchanged. Uh, or worse, we're that person that gets shortchanged a gift, you know. Um, but when God gave us Jesus, he didn't shortchange us. Uh, there was no, oh, I totally forgot about that guy. Ah, you know what? She slipped my mind. Um, God went all in with his gift uh, because God holds nothing back. Uh, God loved us so much that he gave us his only son, the son that he held dear, the son that he loved so much uh, that he gave Jesus Christ to us. Uh, this is a gift that is for all people. It's a gift that brings joy. But most importantly, this is a gift that changes lives. Um, I'm sure throughout our time of, of receiving gifts, whether it's Christmas, birthdays, or, or any other type of event in which you've received your, uh, a gift, you know, there's gifts that you're thinking, oh, great, you know, what do I do with this? Um, and then there's gifts like, my bike, you know, I'm so excited to have this, you know, this changed my life forever, um, unless it got stolen, uh, but, but it's a gift that changes your life, but none of those gifts that you've ever received is like the gift of Jesus Christ. Um, first of all, it's a gift that's lasting. It's a lasting gift. Um, this black, past Black Friday was kind of um, boggling to me. I was talking to my dad about it. Um, black Friday is naturally on a Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, which is a Thursday, but I started getting emails on Monday hey, come shopping today, Black Friday deals today. And I'm thinking to myself, 
today's Monday. The Black Friday is Friday. How am, I, how am I getting deals now, you know? And then Black Friday's over, and Saturday I'm getting emails, you know, hey, you know, we've extended till Tuesday, you know, and it's like, uh, okay, so is it not Black Friday anymore? It's like Black Friday week, or, you know, what's going on, you know? Um, and so they had extended their deals and stuff like that, and they're trying to make that, that deal and, and that uh, time where you can buy gifts and stuff like that last. But eventually that deal cease to exist. You know, we don't have Black Friday deals anymore. Uh, the gift of Jesus Christ doesn't cease. There's no expiration date. There's no, you know, come on, hurry up. You got one more day uh, to accept this gift, you know. Uh, click now uh, and give us your credit card information, you know. Uh, it doesn't work that way. It's a lasting gift. Second uh, Corinthians 6, 2 says, for he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Uh, today is the day of salvation. If you have never accepted Christ, today is the day of salvation. You go to sleep tonight, wake up tomorrow morning, it's Monday. If you've never accepted Christ, today is the day of salvation. Go to sleep Monday night, wake up Tuesday morning. If you've never accepted Christ, today is the day of salvation. Every day is an opportunity to get saved because every day is the day of salvation. It is a lasting gift. There's no expiration date on this. Uh, not only that, but it's a priceless gift. This is a gift like no other. Uh, again, it's a gift that changes lives. Um, it, it can't be bought. It can't be bargained. Uh, this gift is special. Uh, Jesus Christ being given to us by God. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And we see that transformation process. Perhaps you have that testimony uh, where you lived one way. Once you accepted Christ, now you're, you're different. And we see that uh, in many instances throughout the Bible. But take a look, if, if you would, uh, with me at Mark chapter 5. Turn your Bibles over there, if you would. Mark chapter number 5. It's a story of a man whose life was changed um, dramatically uh, because of this gift. Um, and we see joy in his life. Uh, and, and really, we see the application that it was to all people. Um, but, but most importantly, in this man's life, we see his life changed as a result of Jesus Christ. Uh, Mark chapter number 5. We'll start with verse number 1 real quick. Verse 1 says, And they, this is Jesus and his disciples here, they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. This man was often referred to as the maniac of Gadara. This man was uh, demon-possessed. Verse 3, Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. We see this man's testimony. Uh, a man who is running through graveyards, through tombs, uh, unclothed, cutting himself, cursing, yelling, to the point that people said, this guy's crazy, we need to lock him up. So what did they do? They bind him, they chain him. But yet he breaks the chains, he breaks loose, and they said, you know what, forget it. We're just going to leave him over there because we can't even tame him, control him. We can't reason with him or anything like that. And then he begins to talk to Jesus. Verse 8, for he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And we see here Jesus casting the demons out of this man. Uh, verse number 13, and forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And, her, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled 
and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And so we see these farmers, you know, they go out and they say, look, this crazy guy that you guys know about, he was over here, Jesus came, cast the demons out, our, sh our um, pigs, they went over the cliff, you know, they all died, this was nuts, you guys got to check this out, and you guys got to see who this Jesus guy is. And we see in verse um, 15 here, and they came to Jesus, the farmers and their friends, they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the lesion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. I know I would have been afraid, you know, to see this guy that you knew who was crazy, uh, who was cutting himself and cursing, and, you know, he was kind of the town cook, you know, or uh, um, cook, uh, if you will, and this guy, was, this guy was nuts and out of his mind, to now I see him sitting there listening to Jesus, clothed in his right mind i would have been like what is going on you know is this real life you know am i dreaming um and and i would have been freaking out too these guys were afraid but we see the transformation here in this man's life that he went from something totally crazy and insane to now he is in his right mind because of christ but what i love about this story is it keeps going it doesn't stop here look if you would in verse um verse 16 and they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had, possessed, that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. So now Jesus gets back on the ship and this crazy guy goes, you know what, Jesus, I want to be with you. You know, I, I want to go with you. Can I go with you? Look what Jesus says in verse 19. He says, go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And the man responds in verse 20, he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. How crazy is that? That this man receives Christ, not only is he clothed in his right mind, he stops all the, the actions, the crazy lifestyle he had before, but now he says, Jesus, I just, I wanna go with you. I wanna be with you. To the point that Jesus says, you know what, just stay here. Tell everybody what happened. Tell people how I changed your life. And he says, I'm going to do that. And he acts in obedience and tells people. And they marvel. And they go, we can't even believe this. And we see the transformation that this guy had because of the gift of Jesus. It's a gift that changes lives. You see, all gifts have a purpose. Uh, some gifts are to be played with. Uh, some gifts are to be worn as I get older, I do appreciate clothes now than when I did when I was little. Um, but gifts have a purpose. You know, there's a purpose uh, in the gift that we receive. Christ's purpose was to die and give us a way of salvation. Uh, he says so in, in Luke 19.10 when he said that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. The purpose of Christ was to save sinners. He is our Savior. Many of us have received that gift at one point or another in our life. But maybe there's someone here tonight that's never received Christ, that has never accepted that gift. If you will, that gift is still sitting under the tree, waiting to be opened, waiting to be received. What's holding you back? What's keeping you from experiencing this great joy? This is a gift for you. It's a gift for all people. But what's holding you back? This gift can change your life. You just have to receive it. For, for most of us, myself included, though, we've received this gift. We've accepted Christ as our Savior. We've received this gift that God has given to us. We've been joyful. It's changed our lives uh, in numerous ways. But what have we done with it? Have, have we published it? Have we been like this uh, maniac uh, who went out and told others? 
have we kept it to ourselves? You know, the last thing you want to do is Christmas morning, you know, not tell anybody what you got. You know, uh, when I was little, I was like, what'd you get? I got a bike. You know, let me show it to you. Let me ride it in front of your house, whatever it might have been. You know, we wanted to show off what we got. But many times we hold the gift of Jesus to ourselves. We don't want to show it off. Uh, and, and this is a gift that changes lives. It's a gift for all people, and it's a gift that brings joy. And so for those of us that have this gift, for those of us that receive this gift, we should be sharing it. And what a great time to share that gift than Christmas time. But I encourage you guys, find, find what purpose you have. Just like had Rich said, you know, we all have a purpose in our life. As Christians, one of our purposes is to share Jesus with others. Uh, find, find somebody to share Jesus with. We all know somebody that we can share Jesus with. We can share with them the greatest gift ever given.